0: Fast and Powerful Relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed.
1: Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it ah. eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Hopefully
0: you've had a very happy and wonderful holiday. I'm James Witham, and this is our Top 10 Interview Moments of 2021 podcast. I realize you had to wait for this a little bit longer than you normally would have had a little bit of illness flow through the household. Don't worry, not COVID or anything like that. But it was it was nasty. wasn't the best way I wanted to spend my Christmas. But that's okay. But I'm glad that you guys were very patient. I appreciate that, and me bringing this podcast to you. And I, I really loved so many of the moments, and there were a ton of them over the last year in 2021. A, a lot of very cool opportunities. That I had a chance to talk to some very amazing people about some great projects this year. And it was really hard. I, I say this every year, I feel like. I feel like it was hard to pick 10 this year. Boy, it was really, really hard this year because of so many big names and so many really fun moments. I want to start off with number 10 and a guy that had a pretty good year, Jeremy Renner, who was, you know, just stormed on the scenes with Hawkeye this year, an amazing Marvel Studios series. There's this another show. Hopefully you didn't miss it. And if you did, you got to go back and watch it on Paramount Plus. It's Mayor of Kingstown. So I had him on one of our episodes to talk about Mayor of Kingstown. And it was really cool to hear him describe his character. Hear what Jeremy had to say. We get to see a lot of raw emotion from Mike in these first couple of episodes. We also get to see him act on that a little bit as well. So would you say, is that more of an asset for him or a liability, do you think?
2: I I think it's an asset, you know, that gets him to get the, the job done, I think any emotional part for him is a, is a lonely place right but his is a his, 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 his fearlessness to be able to, to act out because you know what the intentions are you know you got sometimes you got to get someone's attention whatever but he's a, he plays chess right he plays chess so you got he's got to be actionable and and uh, being able to move some pieces around to, to keep the peace
0: next up on our best interview moments of 2021 it was really really cool. Getting to talk to Ozzy Testify about the final season of Supergirl. It was just, you know, it's sad to think we're not going to have any more Supergirl after this past year. But, you know, she got her big superhero suit moment. She finally suited up as Guardian, and I got a chance to ask her about just that. Let's talk about the super suit for a second because I mean we've seen the photos for they've been out for a while now of Kelly in her guardian mm-hmm. suit and they were released well before the episode. I'm so excited to see mm-hmm. the suit in action though. Did you ever think you'd actually get to suit up on this show at some point? And what was that moment like standing there with the team for the first time as Guardian?
3: I mean it was it was yeah yes I did. It just it was a matter of when. And the suit design process was long because we had the luxury of the time. I was able to train with our stunt team because I had the luxury of time of knowing, you know, that this was coming. So, for me, it was great because I was really prepared, you know, and get injured, which I think I might be the only person who hasn't been injured because I had so much time to prep. Nice. And then the first day that I was in it, it was it was great. I mean, I I it's nerve-wracking, and we actually were filming on locations. So there were a lot of uh, eyes on it, and I got nervous, and so – you know, it was, Nicole had her camera out and was recording me, her and Jesse were recording me walking out for the first time. And, and Kyler would, you know, look over at me, one, you know, every couple of takes and do a shoulder back nudge. And I would put, you know, so it's like just your friends reminding you of like the superhero stance and, and, and then learning to own that. Cause you feel silly for a minute, you know, it's like not a normal activity to be in a super suit in the streets of Vancouver fighting a villain that's like gonna be CGI'd in, you know. <laughs> it's like just getting comfortable and owning that power is an is an experience that I was having as well as, you know, Kelly was having at the same time, which is cool.
0: Next up in the top interview moments of twenty twenty one from the Down and Nerdy podcast, a show that I really ended up loving over the past year was Labrea from NBC and especially Zara Garecki's character. And it was funny because this was her first major acting role, so I asked her what the fan response was to her character, loved her answer. So this is your first major series role. Now that you're kind of a few episodes in, what's the
2: response been like from fans? Really good. I I really expected people to come after me a little bit and be like, this was really? terrible. Yeah, oh well. yeah, people, people like to be mean
4: when well, they don't true. have to take responsibility for it. But that's okay, <laughs> you
2: know, living their life, whatever. But they haven't, I haven't had anybody horrible come after me. It was so nice. Everybody is been
0: so nice. I like that that's the bar. I haven't had anybody horrible come after me, so yeah, that's no. good. <laughs> <laughs> one of the big returning series of 2021 was leverage in this call this time called Leverage Redemption," very, very cool twist on the original show, kind of updating things a little bit. And I got to talk to a lot of the members of the cast of that series, but it was really fun. one of the moments when I was talking to Elise Shannon and Christian Kane and Beth Ricegraf. About the return of the show was something that Elise said that made Christian and I feel felt feel old instantly. Let's see if it happens to you too, Elise. For you, obviously, this show again—it's been ten years since we've had a new episode, and you're the young you're the young buck of the group. But do you actually feel like that makes Brianna even more of an asset? Maybe she's got a little bit more different skills than some of the other team members.
4: Yeah, totally. I mean. Uh, you know mentioned it a little bit earlier but just the way she was socialized and the different types of technology that were around and that you're i mean nowadays babies are being raised on iphones i mean just Mm -hmm. the understanding of technology is vastly different even from like what i grew up with like i still remember a razor flip phone but i think brianna's bringing that like baby in front of an iphone sort of sensibility to to the crew and I think she's proud about it, but I think it it also gives her like the confidence to uh, make a little trouble and and think that she can get away with it as well. Sometimes she gets stopped in her tracks for sure. But yeah, I I think that's what what she's propping up. And even with her older brother, like, you know, <laughs> hacking has all of a sudden become a classic thing to do. Whereas, uh, you know, more of this engineering and problem solving, tr- you know, creating technology is is what, what she's after. Did you just really? say,
5: I remember a razor flip iPhone or a razor? I phone? sure
4: did. I remember a razor. <laughs> flip. I was
0: just going to say, I loved your reaction to when she said that, Christian. Like, wow. Now I we got my, I learned old. I got my
5: first, I got, I learned I got my first role when I, when they paged me and I used a, uh, uh, pay phone that's at least what that is is a phone that's stuck in the street and you put a quarter into it so, and then you have what? to actually dial
0: we also used to have to stick antennas on the top of our cars for our cell phones too i don't know if you guys remember yeah. that or not but that yeah. was actually a thing too yeah. but, but- i'm old school
5: i'm old school i remember razors
0: there you go All right. <laughs> The number six interview moment of 2021 that I just loved. I feel like I need to have the number six kind of effects, but it just would cost too much money. And you don't want to blow the overhead on something like that. Anyway, I got to talk to Marina Mazepa, who had so many great roles over the past year. Of course, you probably remember in Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City, where she played Lisa Trevor. But I think that her mind was also on another future possible role. Actually, a few. And one of them definitely piqued my interest. Let's see if it piques yours as well. I always like to ask this question because there's always such interesting answers. Are there any other film franchises or stories in particular that you'd really love to be a part of in the future?
2: Mm, I have a lot of them, I guess. I think John Wick.
0: Oh, that would, would be
2: I can awesome.
0: so see that right now. Oh, <laughs> that would be so awesome.
5: I don't know, a new version of Spider-Woman. <laughs> oh, she's
0: just throwing that <laughs> out there, people. You know, because there's been some talk about That's that. Insane. Maybe that might be a good idea.
2: <laughs> <That's insane. laughs> I
5: that don't would know. be very, yeah. very cool. That would be amazing. I, that would be amazing. Fifth... I just was like "The Fifth Element uh, has been one of my favorite movies. Since I was a little girl,
0: so hasn't been remake done. I mean, the remake and everything else. I mean, they might as well remake that too, and 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 throw you in there. And and Mila was in that too, wasn't she? If I remember correctly.
5: I know. Yeah. There you go.
0: We are at the halfway point of the best interview moments of 2021 from the Down and Nerdy Podcast. I'm James Witham, and I was so happy to be a part of all of these moments. Hopefully, you got to hear them all in real time. Anytime you ever want to go back and listen to a past podcast, you can always go to downandnerdypodcast.com. Or make sure you're subscribing on your favorite podcast app. That is always the best way to get the new episodes right away. And Adam Seckman, of course, plays Gary on DC's Legends of Tomorrow, which is a show that's just... It's always wackier and wackier every time you see it right what i thought the gary's secret identity was something that i needed to ask adam about and we had a little bit of fun with it check it out what is the deal with with dc universe and aliens hiding their true identity with glasses it's like hey what'd you figure it worked so well for kal-el and hey why not gonna have gary give it a try
5: yeah he's the he's the yin to superman's yang he is not all powerful he has no skills or ability so that, that made it kind of fun.
0: <laughs> I think you're selling yourself a little short there, Adam, quite frankly. You've seen Gary be pretty resourceful <laughs> over the years.
5: Come on. That's true. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, James. You're right. I'll stop selling Gary short. But, but in terms of his uh, ability to leap over to fly and have laser eye beams out of his eyes and, ulti- and super powerful and invincible, he has none of those things, sadly. But but I will say, Gary's glasses actually do hide his identity.
0: Yes, they do. Thank you very much. One of the really cool moments of, of the past year for me was getting a chance to talk about some different projects and some th- some things you might not have heard about on the show before. One of those was SAS Red Notice, was which was a really, really cool espionage type series. And one of the, the villain of the series, or at least one of the villains anyway, was Ruby Rose. And it was so much fun getting a chance to talk to her but there was a moment that we almost saw in that movie that she talks about. Wait till you hear this. The first still I saw from the film, it was Tom and Grace face to face bloodied battered. It was such it, it hooked me right away. So how much fun was it to work with Sam on those scenes, especially those action scenes?
2: It's so much fun. Sam and I had so much fun. I I love him. So much. And, and it's funny that first photo of us where we're almost like face, you know, we're almost like lip to lip. We, we were, we'd always end up rolling down the hill and ending up in the spot and we'd rehearse that. And then we did a lot of stunt training for it. And every time we got there, we were like, do we kiss? Do we just kiss now?
1: <laughs> it was
2: so intimate. Like we had such chemistry, like on screen, and off screen, but when we were doing these fighting and it's so close quarters and I'm on him and I'm jumping out of trees and we're upside down and he's flipping me and you know we did all of this ourselves he's an amazing you know great when it comes to stunts in action I mean we had stunt doubles also but mostly it was him and I and every time we landed close together it was just hmm, did we do it we might have but we wanted to do it also just to like mess with the uh the director and everyone behind the cameras because they were miles away so that you couldn't see them and I was like we should just kiss just just to freak them out <laughs>
0: My third best interview moment of 2021 had to be when I was talking to Sarah Tomko and Alice Wetterland about Resident Alien, which I got to tell you, as far as comic book addicts adaptations go, sci-fi really nailed that one. It was so much fun. But I think what was even more fun was listening to them talk about their character's reactions to Harry Van Der Spiegel when they met him for the first time. these they, just a fun pair. Just hear what they had to say. What can you tell us about Asta and Darcy's first impression of him? Darcy's turned on and I'm gonna Darcy's intrigued
4: take- Darcy's intrigued to say the least honestly Harry Vander Spiegel is like some of the dudes on my baseball team there's this one guy who never wears a shirt and he lives in a boat and is monosyllabic and you're like once you've met enough people <laughs> you know you're just like oh Harry's not that weird <laughs> Asta has a more grounded reaction I think Asta, uh, first of all, he comes in acting like he knows what he's doing as a doctor and it's obvious that he really is so bizarre, at sniffing body parts and like what is going on in that very first pilot, you know, that she is so uh, like offended the way he's handling a-, a-, a man she really respected, but then also she's so, like intrigued and he says things so truthfully, just like word vomit coming out of his mouth and she's had a hard time trusting men So it's almost like a complete opposite of her normal experience with men. And then she starts to feel like, well, maybe this is a guy I can trust, actually. And then Darcy's turned on. So, and that's her best friend. So she's like, oh, yeah, he can't can't be that bad, I guess. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I never thought about how Darcy being attracted to him makes Asta. Kind of have to give him a chance. (laughs) Yeah. Makes me feel safe, like a a little bit safer. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, this is just another dude that, okay. She can handle him.
0: Only two more spots to go. Have you heard your favorite interview moment yet in the top 10? Uh, Well, maybe maybe you will, maybe you won't. But I could tell you that one of the most fun times that I had this past year was actually one of my first interviews of 2021, talking to Megan Tandy about Batwoman, just her energy, surrounding Sophie and the and the show is just incredible. But speaking of energy, you, you see, if you follow any of them on social media, they're always dancing or something like that. So I had to ask who the best dancer of the show was. Was it her? So I saw you all post, like we were talking about the dance videos a few minutes ago and all the fun that you guys are having on set. I'm not going to let you get away with not finding this out. Who's the best dancer on set?
2: <laughs> the best dancer? All right, you know what? Okay, I, it's it definitely a cynical You just the girl is just the bomb. Like now, now look. I think I do pretty good. Mm -hmm. I think I can shake it. You know, shake, rattle, and roll. But Nicole, that girl is absolutely. She's trained. Like she's doing plie. She's doing splits in the air. I'm over here like catching like freaking like cranks in my leg. Like she's definitely by far the best dancer. I I, there's just there's no denial. I'm in
0: pain just listening to you describe that. That that sounds painful. Like there's no way I can do that.
2: (laughs) No, me neither. like honestly me neither. like i do think i do pretty good but like the splits in the air yeah i'm like pulling my hamstring just thinking about it so, wow, from wow. The same
0: that's unbelievable all right it's go time now it's got check time it is the number one interview moment in my opinion anyway of 2021 and it's a show that i continue to love and that netflix does such a fantastic job with and that is lock and key man season two did not disappoint at all. And there was actually a few times when I was talking to this cast, a few moments that could have been the number one moment. But to me, nothing topped talking to Connor Jessup and Darby Stanchfield about keys. Key acting, new keys, key envy. I think you're going to love this in case you missed it. Our best interview moment of 2021. How cool was it to work with some of these newer keys this season.
5: It's always fun to have a new key. I mean, I, I wish that they had introduced a new key every scene. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I just think it's fun to, it's, I always enjoy like the conversations on, in a really banal way. I enjoy the conversations on set of like, how does this key work? Like, do you turn it clockwise or counterclockwise? Like what, what sort of face, <laughs> what sort of face do I make? Like what sort of sound does it make? You know, cause that's, that's the thing I always forget. Like even watching just the trailers for season two is how much of uh, the effect of these keys is the sound that they make you know, like the sound that the head key makes when it's turned or the sound that the Hercules key makes when it goes in, which obviously when we're shooting is not there. And having to imagine that freshly with each key is is really fun.
2: And let me tell you, I had key envy. <laughs> <All> <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> never getting to, never even getting to hold these things. Every once in a while, I would take one away from them and just hold it and be like, what it must be like.
5: <laughs> Although we we, one downside is we had this whole there's something we invented called key acting, which is having to <laughs> having to, to use the, these keys are really small. Right? Yes. And and having to maneuver them in shots, you know, it's very technical. It's like raise it like if there's a shot that seems simple, like <laughs> raise raise the key up and like look at it. Of course, it's like you have to raise it at a certain distance from your body and in between the, the camera for spot. focus and yeah. like get it to turn it in a way so that it hits the light and And sometimes you do this like 15 times and you're like, God damn, I hate these keys so much. (laughs) That's incredible. I would be good at key key acting. (laughs) You were good at key acting?
2: I said, I would be good if I ever had a key, I would be. be, Also,
5: here's another thing, just just to add to the appreciation that people have when they watch, that I don't know if you ever, next time you try and open your door, like just how often do you like without any fiddling, just smoothly insert a key? (laughs) on the first on the first try you always like feel around a little bit for it right but (laughs) sorry now i'm just like moaning but that's such a good point though seriously all the time but if you watch the show it's like every time a key goes into the door it's like just like perfect it's like there's they don't teach that you know like that's a skill that you have to (laughs) learn (laughs) it's truly that's like a a hard one ability so i want people to be on the lookout for beautiful key work
0: that's awesome there you have it, our best interview moments of 2021, and maybe yours didn't make the list. Maybe you're mad at me. You can always yell at me, at nerdy 757 on Twitter, on Instagram, at Nerdy on Facebook. Going to make some changes to the social media coming up in 2022. Hopefully, you really, really dig what's going on there. Always follow online at nerdypodcast.com. and just thank you so much for your support, over the past year and just just overall, if you've been sticking with the show for a while, I, I try to say this every year and I I, try, I should say it more often. Just thanks to you guys for for letting me do what I love and being able to do this and being able to you know bring these amazing guests onto the show and for supporting our sponsors all year long. Because without you, this show doesn't exist. So I, I just appreciate my family and I both appreciate so much you taking any time to listen to the show and support the show in any way. Really, really appreciate that. But remember, as we head into 2022, you never have to apologize for being a nerd. So let your fan flag fly, and be good to your fellow nerds.
1: Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Wine. coming January 2nd wherever podcasts are available.